0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Refine and Grow with Justin and Lindsay. My name is Lindsay Allen.
1: And my name is Justin Euler, and this is your podcast for proven strategies on navigating and managing work life. Likely the individual that affects us the most on a day-to-day basis outside of the home is our manager. It's our first-line supervisor. It's our boss, our leader in some cases, but it is the individual that is generally guiding our day-to-day, week-over-week activities or our job motion that relationship as many of us on this podcast can resonate with is someone that can frankly make our lives absolutely fabulous or an utter living hell and sometimes and oftentimes maybe even somewhere in between so today we want to spend some time talking about difficult managerial relationships. And I'll just use that term or the term supervisor. It could be someone who is in more of a leadership position, depending upon where you're at in your career. I've been in a spot for a while where I supervised by a leader, by an executive, but many of you may be directed by someone who's much more of a manager, much more tactical. Either way, whether it's tactical or more strategic, you have to deal with another human being who is not like you, and who may do things differently than you, and there may be some tension or conflict. So that's where we're really gonna focus today's conversation. And as always, Lindsay and I always like to lead with stories and lead with our own experiences. And I'll just say from the output, I've been a manager, to use that more general term, a supervisor. As Lindsay and I were thinking about this and processing through it, I'm immediately taken back to a person who a deep level of respect for. Consider this person, to be a mentor in many, many regards. I don't think I would be here today were it not for this person, truthfully, from a very positive perspective, but also a little bit from a negative perspective. What makes this example helpful is it situationally driven how I experience this person. So, as a mentor, I experience nothing but positive for this individual. As a good acquaintance, likewise, incredibly positive. As a leader in our office and in our geography, absolutely one of the best we had, but I also got to experience this person in the context of a project at the client site, a very difficult project, probably the most difficult project I've ever been on. It happened right near the economic downturn of 2008, 2009 at a very difficult client as I said, difficult from a corporate perspective, but also just a really challenging environment in the particular space that we were in. It was a very new space at that time. And turns out I had been the third or fourth consultant of my type to turn through this project. It was very, very difficult. So lots of dynamics at play. You had the economic downturn, which was kind of like today coming out of COVID. There was just this general anxiety and stress. And then you factor in a very competitive organization, and then you layer on a very new space really technologically and business-wise to be in, you factor all that in. And I had just been recently promoted as well. And so there was, oddly enough, you would think if you're getting promoted and getting a modest raise in the midst of an economic downturn, you should feel relieved. At that point in my life, it actually felt like compounding stress because I felt like now I had all this pressure on me to perform and if I didn't perform at the level to which I had been promoted, I was gonna lose my job. So really just kind of a quagmire of issues. And on top of it all, this generally positive relationship I had with this fairly senior individual. But in the context of a project, I have to tell you, for about three months, it was absolute utter hell. I was commuting from my home up to the client. It was a couple of hours on the bus. I would get into the office at 7 a.m. and I would leave the office at 7 p.m. And in between 7 p.m. and 7 a.m., I was filled with anxiety and between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. I was filled with abject terror. So it was really a miserable experience and it's only in retrospect that I'm able to look back at it and see how generally net positive it was in shaping me and forming me and really making me a lot tougher, not calloused, more durable more resilient. So it was a very challenging situation. And we also had the situation where I think our direct client had a lot of downward pressure on them. And I'm trying to stay pretty neutral in my pronoun usage right now, so I don't give anything away. But then this leader that I worked for was getting a lot of pressure from the client. Yeah, like I said, layers of stress and anxiety and the situation was extremely challenging. I'm sure the fact that I didn't get a lot of sleep didn't help either. But kind of consistent day-over-day experience of not only of myself, but of the team was the fact that we could never quite please this individual. We would prep for a meeting. We would work really hard on creating either a PowerPoint presentation or a Word document or an Excel sheet, whatever we felt was necessary and relevant to support the meeting or the client engagement. Almost invariably we would get shut down. And some of the questions that would be asked, what's the objective of the meeting? What's the agenda of the meeting? Why are you using the type of tool set that you're using? And it was always in kind of a aggressive, mm. sometimes it almost felt the mm. meaning tone. They were being second guessed. And oftentimes a really clear example I'd have is we prepped this PowerPoint presentation and we just we thought we were on it. We just thought we were solid gold and there was no way we were gonna you know, get shot down. And lo and behold, we got ripped to shreds. This particular leader took the PowerPoint presentation. We always had to print it to review it. They would pull the sheets apart from the staple and post them up on the wall and walk through it like a storyboard, which was actually an incredibly effective method. But the whole time that we're walking through this storyboard, we're just getting rained. I mean, absolutely torn apart. Like, why would you do it this way? And that's silly and that's stupid. And you should do it this way and you should do it that way. And it didn't matter. I can remember going, okay, you know, taking the lessons learned, writing down the notes, receiving the feedback, attempting to internalize the feedback. And then a week later, we'd be prepping for the next meeting with the next PowerPoint deck and we'd get shredded all over again it just became this constant state of anxiety, this constant state of feeling like we just couldn't stick the landing and Like I said, you factor in all these other dimensions and probably the stress that this manager was feeling. And it just led to a wicked, wicked scenario. And at one point, this is kind of the apex of the experience. I'm sitting, it's right before a long weekend. It's, I think it's spring going into summer. I'm sitting in this particular leader's office up in Seattle. And I was a relatively new manager. I had a senior manager that I was reporting to who was in another city that day. And then the leader, I'm sitting in the leader's office. and The leaders walking through my latest PowerPoint that we've been working on pretty hard. Actually, we've been working really hard on it. At one point, the leader directs the comments to the phone and I'm sitting right there in front of this individual, like I'm bracing, like I'm Mm -hmm. sitting Perfect 90 degrees, like hands on lap. It's like I'm sitting in a general's office as a young private in the army. And this leader starts absolutely laying into, like waylaying the senior manager on the call. I mean, just absolutely tears this person apart. I mean, I was beat red. I felt hot, frustrated. And it was just an ugly, ugly situation. And subsequently, To that meeting, me and the senior manager ended up working through the weekend to revise and adjust and make the fixes that this leader had asked us to do. I remember never having experienced something like that, watching my manager get dressed down by our mutual leader in a way that was just... Utterly demeaning. Yeah. And this was a person I really respected, with whom I had an incredibly positive relationship in most areas of our work environment. But on the project, it was absolutely miserable. And I'll tell you the aftermath of that, the senior manager and I were so traumatized by that experience that we actually thought the other person was mad at the other individual. So mm. the senior manager thought I was mad at them and vice versa. And we actually didn't really talk or make eye contact for over a year after we left that project. So it led, and then it took a couple of years to kind of repair. But I remember us looking at one another about a year after the incident and going, are you mad at me? No. <laughs> yeah. Are you mad at me? No. What's really fortunate about this story is, yes, you know, I learned a lot from it, what to do and what not to do. But that leader actually at one point finally recognized how toxic the environment had become. And that leader actually sat down with me one day and said, let me have it. Just give it to me. Give me the the bad and the ugly. And I was able to do it in a respectful way. And I think by that point realized that I was in a safe spot to do it. But it probably took six months to get there. That really, really stayed with me.
0: Yeah. And so what did you lean on in those moments?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I like to say something like really helpful and maybe even a little noble. But i think i was so stinking afraid to lose my job i was still so early in my consulting career and you know so fresh from the military still relatively three years fresh two and a half years fresh from the military i think i was just deeply afraid of losing my job i'd just been promoted as well and you know there was upside for my family obviously i had a very young family so there there was a part of me that was just hanging on for dear life part of my own personal story is i served in iraq for over a year and it was a pretty kinetic environment and I lost friends and had other friends get horribly injured and wounded. So I had the gifts of perspective. I was able to put it into context of other experiences i would had in my life. And I had a bit of resilience, right? They often talk about, you know, there's post-traumatic growth or post-traumatic stress and the key difference between post-traumatic growth and post-traumatic stress is what kind of experiences and what kind of emotional, psychological reserves that you have when you encounter stress if you're not in a generally healthy spot speaking very generally very broad brushstrokes, you're going to experience post-traumatic stress but if you come in with a set of experiences and a set of reserves and a relative state of health into that stressful experience it doesn't make the stressful experience any easier but you actually come out of it a better person at the end of it all. And that doesn't justify the negative aspects of the circumstances. I don't wanna diminish it, but it gives you perspective. I think I was able to lean on some of that perspective, to be quite frank. I was also able to lean on the fact that I knew something about this person. That was very positive. And so I think part of my challenge was rationalizing or trying to rationalize what I was experiencing in the present moment versus what I had experienced in the past. And so that was a big piece of it. And I will also say that I think in the midst of it, the senior manager and I, though ultimately failed in the moment to really build a kind of a oneness, a tight bond, you know, kind of like we're in this together. I think we really tried. And I think that was helpful. I'll be frank, I developed a really great relationship with another senior manager at the time who went on to become later a a mentor of mine and a career advisor and a friend. And it was because I reached out to that individual and asked for help in this particular context. What do I do? I'm lost. And one could say then also just my willingness to raise my hand and ask for help was good. And I think there are some people out there that may have gone to HR and felt the situation was abusive. I think in hindsight it was. I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't because at the end of the day, both that individual and I got to learn from it and there was no permanent damage ultimately. Yeah. And I've gone on to have a good career. That individual went on to have a great career and a whole nother line of work. And so generally not positive, but brutal at the time.
0: The key thing you said for me that jumped out was perspective. And so it is about the perspective when you're dealing with any sort of difficult trait within a person or a relationship. But the manager, we picked this topic first because that can really be the most impactful on your day to day. Now it is dependent upon how hands-on or hands-off the manager is and how much exposure you have to them. In your case, while they were hands-on because they were reviewing your deliverables, you knew that it was also a temporary relationship because that's the case. You know, that's the nature of management consulting when it's hands on day to day and you run into that aggression. It's more of a question of, should I be working for this person when they're a difficult person and they're, and they're more hands off taking the perspective of how do I grow through this and how do I learn from this is an excellent one. Because I know that when I decided, and it's, it is a decision that you make to be open to learning about how how to work with difficult people regardless of the type of relationship i've found that i learn my lesson about how to work with them and then i inevitably encounter it again so next time you encounter somebody who is aggressive in their approach you recognize it earlier on you've been there you've done that you can proactively do things to remove yourself from working with that person. Or if you can't and you're working with that person, if you've learned how to deal with whatever the difficult trait is previously, you can take that same strategy and learn again. So whenever I changed my perspective from you know, more of a victim mentality to more of a, how do I learn and grow from this person? Because inevitably I will encounter someone again who has whatever difficult trait that I have to deal with. That was when you said, instead of the post-traumatic stress, it's post-traumatic growth. That was the differentiator. I think, you know, my story is about a manager who it wasn't temporary. It was a long-term relationship, but as you were saying before, Justin, it was more of a kind of strategic oversight versus a tactical day-to-day manager and so i did have to meet with this person regularly i want to say like a couple of times per month and i checked in with them and and they were the manager you know i was a management consultant but they were my primary contact for oversight and i did have to work with them More frequently, when it was that time of the year to go over performance and decide salary and and bonus, then there was more paperwork to be done and more frequent discussions about my performance for the year. But this manager, because they were hands off and they were not overseeing me day to day, I didn't know we were a little more disconnected in what one another was focused on or experiencing. So she would be on one project, and I would be on a different one. And we would check in, it was my job to debrief my manager on what was going on. And my minute, it was my manager's job to check in with my project team on my performance at different points throughout the year. But the manager that I had was very emotional. and uh, Whatever was going on with the project that they were working on or whatever it was they were focused on, if it wasn't going well, it affected my manager in terms of whomever the manager was interacting with. Not just the team who was causing the stress, but anyone that the manager had to meet with or talk to, the, the mood, the frustration, the stress came through in those interactions. And because we were a little more disconnected and it was really more... The manager's role to make sure that they were debriefed on what I was doing and how I was performing, but not my role to find out what the managers, you know, how they're performing. That was not my role. I never really knew what I was getting into when I walked into a meeting with this person. And I remember one time having a conversation where the manager had recently purchased a condo and there was a plumbing issue. And so my manager was extremely frustrated. And I was trying to, I guess, validate and relate to the manager. And I said, you know, I still rent and I feel like I really need to purchase, but that's one of my biggest concerns is I don't know how I will do when there's some major repair. And so I'm so sorry, you know, and the manager just kind of snapped on me and went off about how if I wasn't purchasing, then, you know, I didn't have any owned assets and I wasn't helping my financial future and just kind of gave me a lecture about how I should be owning instead of renting when I was just trying to validate them. And so I realized that when this person was stressed out and frustrated, almost regardless of what I did if it was anything other than yes or you know a, a quick nod or understanding or just listening, I might accidentally make the manager even more angry. So it was one of those situations where I did feel like I was walking on eggshells and when we did have meetings I didn't know what I was walking into because if the manager didn't have a lot of stress in their life, they were perfectly fine. They were great to be around. <laughs> there were no issues and so it's like oh what am I gonna get today? And I really just learned to let the manager take the lead. And I learned how to respond depending upon the level of stress that was in that manager's life, you know, (laughs) and work at the time. And I felt like, you know, I don't need to necessarily ask that I have a different manager or make this a big thing, because as long as I'm performing well, and that's the feedback that the manager is getting, and the only really issue is their level of personal stress that's going on in their life spills over into their interactions with people at work. As long as I am just realizing that this person isn't necessarily someone who I'm going to come to with problems when they're stressed out, or really even in general, as long as I could find other people that could support me when I wanted to figure out how to deal with a difficult situation or how to learn a new skill set that was important. Maybe I'm trying to create a roadmap for the first time, you know, or uh, use some new technology for the first time. I knew don't go to that manager because it adds to their stress and as they feel stressed, they can't help but have it spill over into every other aspect. But as long as I wasn't the source of the stress and as long as I listened when they were stressed out and I paid attention to timing, when you have a difficult topic that you need to bring up, You really want to pay attention to the timing. So if there was something that I had to tell that manager that might be stressful, I waited and felt out the mood for our meeting and I decided I would either email, follow up, or I would save until the next meeting, bringing up whatever it was, you know, maybe I needed the manager to fill out additional documentation. And I knew that that would just be really stressful to them if they were at the height of their frustration. And I even knew like if the manager took a vacation right when the manager came back, that was the time to go to them with any of the potential additional asks on their time or asks to talk to someone or whatever the case may be. And I think because I just learned how to navigate the manager's personality, we actually had a pretty strong relationship through my five-year career working under this manager because it wasn't my preferred manager. But as long as I could get what I needed from other leaders in the company, I was fine with just having kind of a type of relationship with this manager where we're just crossing off the checklist. Like, let's make sure we do my performance feedback and that I'm given that they have insight into how I am performing and that I proactively have people, you know, reach out to my manager to make it easier on them. So they don't have to spend, you know, a few hours calling or reaching out to people if I have my supervisor send an email. And then, you know, I noticed that over time, even when the manager was stressed out because I had been really thoughtful in making sure that I wasn't adding to time requests or stress. The manager really started to gravitate towards me. And even if they were stressed out, I found that they started to be, you know, I was maybe one of the one people that they were more polite to even when they were stressed because they started to recognize over time I wasn't the source of the stress. So in that instance, I stayed. Now, if this manager had been tactical and over me every day and I had to deal with those emotions spilling over that didn't have anything to do with me or feeling like I'm walking on eggshells because I didn't know what might add to the stress or what the mood was of the day. Then for me, I think that would have been a flag that I wanted to look to find another manager, you know, transfer or maybe a job outside of the company. When you have difficult managers, if they're in a position where they're not micromanaging or have to oversee day to day in and out all of the tasks that you do, that there is an opportunity just to navigate that. You just want to make sure that you're getting what you need from other leaders. Like I was able to learn and grow my skills, which was really important to me, not through my manager and supervisor, but through mentors and other you know, leaders and executives in the company that I found and sought out on my own and asked to teach me and help me grow my skills and mentor me.
1: Yeah. Did you find you were instilling just survival techniques or did yeah. you find you handle the situation to be net positive? If someone is struggling with a similar relationship and I have to imagine somebody out there is, what are kind of your top three takeaways, positive takeaways in helping someone navigate a situation?
0: Yeah, I would think that it would have been similar for you where it is survival mode, but then it evolves right? Because there's the recognition, first of all, that you have a difficult manager. <laughs> and then it's like, how am I going to handle this? And I think that's where the angst comes from and trying to figure out how you're through this situation. But when I tried out different tactics and learned how to deal with that, that's where my learning came from. And that's why I didn't think it initially was a stressor. But over time, it became something that I learned how to deal with and actually set me up so that if I had that experience with people in the future, then I knew how to approach it and handle it. So my top three takeaways would be one, I learned that I had to identify the traits about this manager that were difficult and what my tactics were going to be to manage those traits. And so the traits that I identified the big theme here was the inability for this manager to remove themselves from the stress and frustration that was going on that had nothing to do with the people that the manager oversaw. And instead their stress from other situations follows them and depending on the level of stress they're experiencing that dictates their mood and how our meetings will go. So when I recognized that and I thought well how can I proactively manage the fact that the mood changes so much and I don't want to feel like I'm walking on eggshells I had the realization of oh okay well you know and this is another takeaway I learned how to pick up pretty quickly within the first few minutes of the interaction, or I mean, really even less than that, I'd say like the first 60 to 90 seconds, what I was dealing with the type of mood that they were in, because it was in their tone and their facial expressions and just the way that the manager held themselves, I could pretty much immediately tell. And I learned that the tactic to use when the mood was bad and the stress was high was listening and asking quick questions and letting the person leave early, giving them extra time back if they were feeling like that. And the tactic, if they were in a good mood was to, you know, go through some of the questions that I've been holding back or ask them, you know, what else do you need from me? What else do we need to work on? What are your timelines? Those kinds of questions. I learned how to first of all, identify the trait. I learned how to navigate those traits. And I have had stakeholders, not necessarily managers, but I've had a lot of stakeholders who are similar to that and customers who are similar, you know, have a similar trait that really depends on their mood, how the conversation is going to go for the day. But then I also, I learned not only how to survive in that instance, that difficult situation, but how to thrive. And so I came out going, all right, now, regardless of where I get staffed as a management consultant, or even if I went into industry, if I encounter someone like this, I now know how to approach it. And not that it's like the same solution works every single time for every single person, but typically the base of that solution, sort of the foundation of what it is I was doing, reading the mood and room first, and then picking what I shared based on that. That base, foundation of the solution, works regardless of the person. You just have to do some tweaking and refinements based on the individual, the relationship you have with that individual, the personality, and how much exposure you have to them.
1: Yeah, if I were to kind of summarize this topic up for our audience, I would say you are going to work with at least someone, if not many people, who are going to be challenging, and those folks are going to be in a managerial or supervisory role. And there are definitely situations where there is just flat-out abuse, and those situations need to be dealt with appropriately. And I've actually helped employees escalate issues up through human resources on a couple of occasions where things were flat-out abusive and harassment. And those situations do need to be dealt with accordingly. So I want to be really clear that Lindsay and I aren't talking about those situations. We're talking about situations where all in all, probably the person we're working with is under some kind of inordinate stress. They're not necessarily being abusive. They're just really unpleasant to work with. And they create an environment that potentially could be toxic, but at the very least, it's just angst ridden you know, lots of anxiety and how do you navigate and negotiate those situations? And I would just encourage you that they are going to come, they are not enjoyable, they're not fun, but they're not lost opportunities. And I would encourage you, maintain a good mentorship network. If you have good colleagues that you can turn to to ask for advice and guidance, if you understand yourself because you've taken some of the assessments that we talked about last season um, and understand how you best work and maybe even take some of that information to figure out how you can work with this person, you can take a very, very difficult situation. You're not going to make it easy, but you're going to make it easier. And you may even find that through the experience, you're able to help redirect that individual and, and shape their behavior. And in both situations, both Lindsay able to work with this individual and, and learn how to kind of manage up, another topic we've talked about in the past, managing up well, and in my case, having the opportunity to provide direct candid feedback Another topic we've talked about on past seasons, with the leader that I had to work with, we both came out of the situation more resilient, more equipped to handle challenging situations. We gained perspective. And quite frankly, I think in my case, that person received direct feedback that really shaped and influenced and redirected some of their patterns of behavior. And I think in Lindsay's case, maybe indirectly, not consciously, but I think also picked up some different patterns of behavior because of Lindsay really being able to manage up well. So difficult situations to be sure. Definitely do not want to encourage people to remain in a toxic or abusive environment. And those matters do need to be escalated and dealt with to the proper individuals like human resources or your supervisor's supervisor, but do want to give you a sense of encouragement and hopefully give you some tips and tricks for how to handle those very difficult relationships that almost without fail are going to occur at least once in your career. Lindsay, any parting shots?
0: If you're dealing with a difficult manager right now, take a step back and think about some of the categorizations that Justin called out in the beginning. Are Strategic, is it tactical? Is it hands-off? Is it hands-on? And then go, what can I learn from this and how can I learn? And if you need to exit the relationship, then you do, but see what you can learn on your way out as well.
1: That's a good thought. Excellent.
0: That's all for today. Don't forget to head out to our website to access additional resources such as case studies, tips and tricks worksheets, trainings, articles, subscribe to our podcast and newsletter, and more.
1: And tune in next week for an all new episode. Thanks for listening.